everyone to another episode of Two Alpha News with myself, Manny, and our co-host, Corey. Hello, everybody. Thank you for being here. Yes, thank you. And welcome to the show that the news the shooting community can use. Uh, it's another episode of Two Alpha News. This is episode six now. Episode six. Um, wow. It does not feel like it's already been six crazy episodes with you, Alex. I mean, you called this crazy. We haven't even gotten started yet, brother. It's, I mean, feels more like 15. I mean, this this is not untrue. So, uh, did want to get out there first off and thank everybody for joining us to the sixth installment. Um, uh, if you're in the chat, make if you're already in the chat on YouTube or Rumble, make sure you throw it in there. Let us know you're out there, um, and you, we will shout you out throughout the show. We will be doing better about reading the chat and making sure that we know you are there. So, yeah, that's uh, true. we uh, we we definitely appreciate you, and this is your show as much as it is ours. So. Uh, just quick reminder, you can find us on any social media platform pretty much, right, Corey? Yeah. Instagram, specifically Instagram and Facebook. Yep. That's we're, where... not doing the, we're not doing the whole X thing. You, why did, okay, my question is, why did they change the name of Twitter? I, I have no clue. Because Elon Musk said so. Then why didn't they call it like Musky or something? I mean, that would have been, a, that would have been an interesting name. If no he owns clue. it, he could change, name it after himself. Yeah, that's fair. He could. He could name it after himself, but he didn't, and that's too bad. Yeah, so check out, guys. Go to Facebook and Instagram if you're not following us there. Please do. Um, hopefully, we'll be doing more giveaways in the future for episodes like we kind of did with Brian Conley. Uh, we will be able to do random random prizes through random answers, I guess. I mean, that kind of seems fun. It means you really got to watch the show, pay attention, and be interactive with us. Yeah, um, for so sure. We'll be doing giveaways, I think, via on the show live and post show if you answer the right question um i was really surprised um our good friend uh ken lane out of happenstance waited all the way through third friday and won because nobody um i don't know if it didn't get out to the people or what but he won a pair of active blues and is very excited because i got notice that he should have them before saturday awesome awesome so you guys are uh i know he's got some family stuff going on on saturday but you guys are coming down to the the uh, nationals after party this weekend on sunday yes uh the plan is sunday long as weather holds out what um, I, didn't, I didn't hear anything about weather there's no weather there, there shouldn't be um i keep i've been checking the radar vigorously for sunday sunday looks pretty good i just got to convince the the car buddies to uh see what i'm seeing because we all use different weather apps and sometimes they're not as uh conducive to um showing you the same results oh look at it's um my actual sister um on youtube my little sister uh katie thank you for watching um no you can't win anything right now because i don't have anything to give away <laughs> but uh thanks sis for uh checking out um yeah so that's gonna be cool um but yeah so we're planning on sunday uh we'll talk more about the after party near when we get farther into the show but Corey, you went to nationals you worked oh, nationals we, we need to talk about that um, I am still recovering from nationals. Actively. So, so let's let's first off, let's talk about the match for you. Sh your shooting. We'll talk about that. How was your match? Terrible. Why? Um, well, I'm a PCC shooter, and I shot a handgun. I mean, this is true. You did shoot a handgun. Enough. Um, I mean, yes, but don't like. I mean, so Alex, I shot thirty-eight point three percent. Oh, but Maxley Agrandis is a grandmaster. It's okay. I'm an A shooter. With a rifle. With a, well, I'm a master with a rifle. I'm an A and everything else because of that. My time 
in comparison, you know, my time, I shot for 588 seconds. Yeah. And I still ended up with 11 no shoots and eight mics. Is it that height over bore thing? I, no, <laughs> it wasn't even, it was the far targets, not the close targets. I, I still remember, you, you still, you beat Lee Cabana. Ah, uh, woohoo. Oh, that's surprising. I didn't know. Oh, did Hempel not finish? Hempel must have not finished the match then. I mean, in comparison, Max shot the match in 284 seconds. Match Max could have shot the match twice in the time the match shot the match once. Almost. Yes, this is true. So I did find out Matt Hempel did not finish. He did not shoot zone one. Mm. So, although he has, he shot, looks like maybe... Wow, that looks terrible. He had hmm, some weird scores in there because there's like on stage two, there's like five alphas and that's it. Well, so, he might have had a gun malfunction or something like that. No, but like none, like a couple of them have it, but there's no mics, there's no FTSAs on those stages. It's like, it's weird. I don't, can, you're a stats guy. Does that make any sense though? Matt Hempel, I'm looking for his name here. Matt. Uh, he, he, dude, at the very bottom, he's lower than you because he didn't finish the match. <laughs> I gotcha. Or Matthew Hempel's his full name on there. So, so as anyone knows, Corey's our resident stats guy in Area Five. Um, you know, it's surprising. You're gonna not be real. You know, you're gonna help with stats, but you're you're going you're going on to better things this year, buddy. Yeah, I'm, I'm upwards and onwards. The lowly staff, the lowly stats guy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So the match, besides besides being far targets and you not sh normally shooting. A pistol. Um, what'd you think of the match? Um, it was a challenging match. Uh, there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. If ands or buts about that, it was a tough match. Now, a really fun match, and I thought it was a great match. Now, I'm a little biased. I, I was also helping put the match on the ground, so uh, made sure that you know everything went off without a hitch. So, but it was a challenging match. I know uh, our friend Walt. Um, got definitely got to have his uh, tight shots and and uh, wall hits and everything. So, yeah. So speak before we move on. How do you feel about that? All your walls got shot up. Um, it's definitely going to take some therapy to make sure that um, to make sure we we can recover from that. Damn well, just... Uh, well, just think about all the extra work now you've got to do to replace and fix oh, walls. I didn't need you to remind me of that. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, pick a springtime and we'll come down and help you rebuild I'm, walls. I'm committing both of, all three of you to that, you know. Uh, that's fine. I mean, you at least me and Ken. I don't know about Wes. He's uh Nope. You said we will. I said, okay, sounds good. All three of you. Uh, well, I guess that works. That, that's fair enough. So, so yes, lots of tight shots um, by walls. Um would you have done that? If would I have done the tight walls? No. Yeah. No, I would not have. But it wasn't my match to set up, so I didn't get to choose. Yep. Now, I will say that I did not eat any of my own walls. I only ate my own no-shoots. <laughs> Eleven of them. Eleven no-shoots? Eleven no-shoots, yep. I was, I, the first day, I was going for... One no shoot per stage, and then the second day I really cleaned it up. Well, that's good. At least you were able to to clean it up respectively. And that's the worst part I think about being as a staff member shooting the match, is you're shooting 21, 22 stages in two days. Yeah. And it's not easy. No. And the first day it was it was hot. 
It was, was hot the first day. Just hot or hot and muggy? No, it wasn't too muggy. It was just hot. I mean, it was, but it was hot. And then by the time of the end of the match, you're freezing your butt off with coats and jackets and hats. Yeah, on Wednesday, like I think it was a high of 82 or 83 degrees, so that's that's rough. And then um, by the time Sunday rolled around, it was a high of 50. You know, low that morning was probably a low of I don't know, 38, 39. Oof, yeah, that's a, that's a big swing right there. Yeah, so definitely not a not the most fun match to work. But definitely, uh, definitely a good one. Good one to shoot. Good one to work. Yep. Looks like we've got a comment. Um, yo, it's Daniel. God is my judge. Hopping up on YouTube. Thank you, Daniel, for hopping in. Um, the news is Nationals was in Ohio last weekend, and everyone seemed to enjoy the match for the most part, other than the difficulty. It seemed like it ran well. I didn't hear any bitching about on the internet of, you know, this doesn't flow right or we're waiting all this time. Yeah, no, definitely not. You know, it was interesting. Um, Dan sent me a text the other day. He said, looking for it here, if I can find it. Mm -hmm. Well, while you're looking that up, Rick Powers says, my boy Wes is not afraid of work. He will come help. He will come help if he's got the time available. Yeah. Wes is uh sometimes can be very busy or coming to tight deadlines. So Definitely. he'll be there when he can be. I, I, my, he's my boy. He's part of team FML, um, team fluffy, Manny lucky. Um, he's a good dude. I appreciate hanging out on the range with him. So yeah, speaking, speaking of the Mr. Rick powers, I saw him at the match. He was not shooting. Although I think he did shoot one gun and it may have been a gun he purchased. I will leave it at that. If Rick wants to uh, add in the comments what he purchased, uh, he is more than welcome to. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Um, Rick, um, uh, on how many fingers are dollars? <laughs> so Dan post uh, sent me this earlier this week. He said, um, this year's Iron Sight plus Limited Optics Nationals was under 450 rounds, just under, consisting of over 10 targets at 35, 30 plus yards. Furthest was 35. 50 targets, 20 plus yards, with with a majority at 25. Over 80 partial targets, many of them being tight turtle headshots, tuxedos, and half black turtle targets. 10 movers, unless you count the visual start, then you add nine more. You know, keep in mind the visual start was three targets times three strings. Mm -hmm. Over 40 mini poppers and not a single big popper. 75 targets between 15 and 20 yards and roughly 75 targets inside of 12 of which only 15 of them were wide open targets that let you move while shooting with no little to no risk. So, you know, the conversation that we had was, it was a pretty well-balanced match. It was not testing anybody overly on distance targets. It was not testing over anybody overly on close up targets. I think it was a pretty well-balanced, well-rounded match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was said. Um, I talked to a couple shooters. Um, they didn't get out of there less than 500 rounds, but they sent a lot of makeups. Um, but when you're not confident in your sight pictures, you might as well take a makeup because that yeah. mic is going to hurt you more than sending another 0.5 split at you know 25 yards, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. But um, I was surprised. So I, I know his numbers didn't reflect this, but do you know how many poppers were forward falling instead of rearward falling? Less than five were forward falling. 
all the activators were forward falling? Not even all the activators were forward falling. I think there may have been one or two that were forward falling. Those were both activators, but everything else was rearward. Hmm. Oh, well, that's interesting. I always do like I I I personally like the mix up between like a forward faller next to like a like a rearward faller, mm-hmm. purely for the fact is that there's there's that time difference oh, and it. Uh, hmm? It makes you think. All right. Well, the time and it's just like, is it going down? <laughs> right. Because it's that delay. It's like, oh shit, did I miss? But yeah. um, I completely agree with you, and I and I like a good forward faller as well. Um, but I think the challenge that we were ha- that we were concerned about was that rearward fallers are a little bit more consistent. Um, as far as when, you know, and how they fall. So I was on a stage with a popper. We had zero calibrations. In fact, we had zero times where the popper was hit and it failed to fall. Even if you hit it super low, it would fall. Right. And that's the benefit of a a rearward falling popper. Right. Is if you you pretty much can hit it and it goes down. Now, did, did you guys rectify the issues? Did you put all your poppers on like wooden bases? No. We've got these, uh, we've got like a, what we call a shepherd hook, which is a maybe 18 inch long um, piece of rebar with a hook on the top of it. Mm-hmm. And it, we, as long as we put two to three of those on each target stand, they, they pretty much are locked into place on the, on the ground. On the, on the popper stand, you mean? Yeah. Okay. So do you, are you able to bang that down with the Corey Shield hammer a bit? No, we've got to use a different hammer bit for that, but it's not the end of the world. But you, you don't have to hammer it by, by hand. No. Okay, good. That's good. So um, let's see. I had a couple notes in the show notes about um, – okay. Oh, speaking of, um, it didn't rain during the match. No, uh, no. It ra- Well, I shouldn't that, – that's not exactly true. It rained for maybe a total of 10 or 15 minutes on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, we, we had an interesting bay where we were being fed by – we were in zone 2A – and zone 2A was much shorter than zone 2B. Mm-hmm. So we were, um, we had wait, we had about a 15 to 20 minute wait, waiting for the squad to come. And then we were, we were constantly early throughout the match. So what we did was we just waited until the rain stopped, which, cause I was looking at the radar. It was going to be a short lived rainfall. We had our targets bagged while the rain was raining. And then we unbagged them as soon as the rain stopped, and we, no competitor shot in bags at all the whole match. Well, that's good. And on any base, not not just ours. No, that, that is good. Now, that's interesting because you know the visual fixed time stage probably went pretty quick because they're able to what burn four shooters. Four shooters at the same time, yeah. So that's pretty nice because you can burn the squad in what twelve five, twelve minutes. That's. That's that's spicy of a, a but you're also shooting four shooters at once. Right. So the challenge was we were being fed by the that turning target stage. Mm-hmm. So we always had someone backing us up. Right. And that's just how it's going to be, right? Even right. with the travel time from that bay to that bay. Yeah. So I mean if we would have had three only three competitors shoot it, I think we probably would have been relatively even and two competitors we definitely would have had time to had time to to sit and wait. Gotcha. Um, so we talked a little bit about batch flow, um, other than, you know, you being backed up, you know, due to how it works, right. You're always going to have a little bit of a, backup. Yeah, it wasn't a big deal. Oh, look at someone's, uh, deciding to Brian Conley. Why are you not on rumble, bro? We are on rumble, Brian. No, Brian, Brian, he's, he's calling me. Oh, I don't know why he's calling me. He should be on rumble or he's, I don't know. We'll figure that out. Answer it. I'm not going to answer it. 
It's already he's probably hanging out with Luigi. He is. He'll leave me. He'll, yeah, but um, so so match flow didn't seem nothing was really backed up. Um, it seemed like the schedule worked well. Um, stages. Um, we looked at the matchbook a couple weeks ago with you. Um, what'd you think of the stages? Um, the stages, I, like I said, the stages were challenging, but I think there was a good mix of everything in there. Mm-hmm. Now, the only thing that we probably didn't, that we didn't have, so there's two things we didn't have. There was nothing, um, there was no, nothing to burn down really. Um, there was, a, I guess, a couple stages that are going to be classifiers that were a little bit more of a speed shoot, but it was all movement. There was only one, there were two stand and shoot stages. One was a uh, was just a build drill. It was six rounds. If you got a uh, if you got a perfect score on that, you got a free T shirt. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was the turning target stage. Gotcha. Uh, oh. Brian's uh, driving home from IDPA Worlds. Well, and look, he's on Rumble, and I can see his little Rumble icon. So that's how he knows. Uh, we know that works now. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, it does work. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. Um. But yeah, um, what do you think? Speaking of that, what did you think of the build drill that go right into an unloaded start stage? Um, I thought it was fine. It, it was a little hokey, I think. But I, I, I mean, I understood why they were doing it, and I understood why they did it the way they did. Mm-hmm. So it was just really a to appease a sponsor, really. Right. Well, here's another question. Um, did you notice? Well, you didn't work the stage, but on your staff squad. Did I'm assuming people did two make readies? Yeah, but so, I mean, we had no GMs. You know, we had no GM um, make readies. Make readies on our well, staff. How how I call these are D class GM make readies because well, yeah. it's, it's usually the guy who's absolutely unprepared um, doing those kind of make readies. Um, you said you had no pops issues, like. Um, because you had a popper, no issues there, so that was good. Yeah, we, we had one of the the magic Walt bobbers, so and on our squad, or on our stage, and there was no no issue there. Gotcha. Um, I also heard from a couple people that a lot of staff backed out. Yeah, I think we did. We probably had a total of roughly maybe ten people that backed out. Mm-hmm. So that's a challenge. Like there was a couple people that were like. I was told, oh, th- those they they might not show, and it wasn't because they called and let us know, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it. It was a uh, because they're known for not showing up situation. Mm. So, and my question is always, why are we bringing them to national? Why are they being invited to nationals? Or why are they being in the headcount to nationals? Right? No, like- no. Why are they being like? Why are we accepting their application to 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 nationals? If we know they're not going to show, why are we accepting their application? Um, that's a great question. Um, if if I if I was in charge of staff, those and I had the list of people who do that all the time, I, shame you know once sure I, I know that you know hey something comes up you know can't make it right yeah but at least a phone call an email something letting me know you're not coming. I mean, but if, yeah. you know, if you no know, show no call at work, you're done. Uh, actually, I can get two of those at work if I really care due to our policy. Okay, well. Union shop, you know? No, not even union shop. Just some shitty, shitty policies that work in the favor right. of the employees. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't find that acceptable either. And especially at nationals. Sure, like, shame on the, the match director for putting them in if it's like a level two, level three match and they don't know. 
but you know, this is nationals. You need everybody to be there. Yep. Yeah. So, um, our buddy, Dan, he was what the range master of two a or two B to B to B or not to be. That was, was his question. <laughs> it was not the question. It was, it was pretty definite. He was in to B. So to B was what? 10, 11 and 12, 11, 12 and 13. Okay. So the first three bays in the dirt zone, like range four. Gotcha. That that's nice. Big long stages. Dan yeah. can sit there in his golf cart. I mean, Dan had three. He had to take care of three stages. Actually, one situation on our stage he ended up taking care of, which resulted in an arbitration and, and a DQ over being overturned. Okay, I'm. Right. Hang on. So the RMs were Dan Click, mm -hmm. Dan Bernard. Yep. Jody Trum, Jody Human. No. Nope. Matt Waite. Don't know and, Matt. Um, and Kevin Immel. Oh, and Kevin. Okay. So, so it was my zone RM, and he was busy doing something else. So Dan came over. Dan was kind of the guy that was designated because Kevin and Dan only had um, two or three three bays each. Mm -hmm. So Kevin and Dan were designated as kind of floaters for each zone. Mm -hmm. So they could take care of their bays plus anything any other calls if the other range masters were busy. Right. Dan just happened to be in the back of the bay when, when we called for range master mm -hmm. and he showed up to, uh, to take care of the call. And, uh, it was an interesting situation. Uh, are you permitted to talk about it? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, there, the arbitration was posted at national, like has to be posted. So I guess that's not really a faux pas. Right. Um, Brian says, uh, he'll see you on Sunday. That so so before we get into this, Brian Brian Dawson, my buddy, shooting at Infinity, uh, uh, awesome veterinarian in Northern Michigan. Um, we'll see. Um, that match is actually our backup plan if we don't go to Ohio due to weather. Um, so in other words, Brian, he will not see you on Sunday. Um, it depends on the car companions. Um, yes, right. uh, we we signed up just because it was the only other match in the state, and we're like, well, sign up for something now, and if we don't go, we don't go. <laughs> But, uh... So arbitration. Situ Here's the situation. Okay. Had a shooter, revolver shooter, takes the last two shots on the on our stage, mm -hmm. drops his moon clip into his hand and holds the gun up mm -hmm. with the with the cylinder open, holds the gun up. Like Range officer wasn't me. Says, if you're finished, unload and show clear. He's showing, he's with his cylinder open, his gun's up. Mm -hmm. Range officer says, if clear cylinder closed holster. The, during that or after that, the competitor takes a moon clip off his belt, puts it in his gun and shoots two more rounds. So the RO, the actually the CRO, the RO looks at me and says, did I just see that? And I said, yes, you did. And he says, okay, sounds good. Hands me the tablet and says, or hands me the tablet and says, go score these. I need to call the range master because he shot up, you know, basically it was a discharge after. Right. Because the course of fire was ended with if, you know, if clear hammer down holster. Well, so if clear hammer down holster, as soon as you say holster, you can't shoot anymore. Right. So, Right, exactly. The course of fire had ended with Holster. 
Mm-hmm. So anyway, long story short, he arbitrated it. The CRO was not 100% definite whether or not he said holster before the round started going off. So they ended up adding the guy back into the match. Anyway, it is what it is. It is what it is. I'm just, because of the, so they arbitrated it. Mm -hmm. But you can't arbitrate, so they arbitrated the range commands? They arbitrated special circumstances. Okay, so that's the rule they cited. Yeah. Because for people who don't know in the shooting sports, you and USPSA to arbitrate, you can't you can't arbitrate necessarily can't arbitrate a DQ for one. But through special circumstances, I guess you can because of it, because um, they didn't actually arbitrate that. So. Yeah, it was an interesting situation. Hey, you're gonna see the interesting things at nationals, and his guess what? He got to keep his hundred bucks, right? Yep. Now, was he? The question was, was he a good revolver shooter? Uh, e, yes. Okay. So, so it wasn't like a, a, a big good rules lawyer who uh, know what they were doing. So that's kind of interesting. Cool. Um, so, as a guy who helped put the match on the ground at your home club, because Cardinal Practice Cardinal Shooting Center is your home club, um, would you have done anything differently at this match if you I mean- were in charge of it? There's always things that I would do differently. Um, I, I think it's still too soon to give specifics. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I probably, I, I probably wouldn't have made the match as hard as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably would have made certain stages more challenging, but I would like to have seen a more well-rounded match where there were some stages that were just plain easy, and then there's some stages that were that were a little bit more challenging. Right now, um, uh, there we go. Um, but no, um, yes, I probably would say something right off the rip would be less tight shots with walls. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's an easy one. That I think there's a lot of there's a ton of hard cover used, so I probably wouldn't have used as much hard cover if I had the choice. So nationals is sponsored. The target sponsor is CHL. Um, yeah, I don't they know. Use, did they did they use pre painted hard cover? Yeah, so we did use pre-painted hardcover, and we were very intentional with what targets we put out where. Mm-hmm. And Troy, along with three or four other people, took probably a half a day during setup and went and sorted the hardcover targets. And when I say sorted, I mean they took and basically said, oh, this one is off. Like, this tuxedo has the has the paint to the edges. This tuxedo has the paint just outside the edges. This tuxedo has the paint inside the lines. And they sorted all those out and were able to say, okay, you know, these, all these tuxedos are very, 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 very similar. Mm-hmm. All these are going to go on one stage and so on and so forth. Right. So they did their due diligence to make sure that the, the targets were competitively equitable. Correct. Good. That, that At least somebody did that job because that's what I was always wondering with the you know, pre-made targets, you're always going to have a little bit of inconsistency due to putting ink on them. So, yeah. Uh, I guess, Brian, I am sorry that I cannot guarantee if I will be in Detroit this weekend. Um, Brian, you can come to Cardinal and chase him to Cardinal. That would be a very long drive. He lives in like Northern, Northern Michigan. So come down on Friday, I guess, and uh, be there. Come down to Alex's house and Alex will drive you the rest of the way. 
Uh, we do have room in Ken's truck if we go. So that that because we're taking Ken's truck. Um, I guess I want to talk. We'll talk about predictions. I guess in a bit how wrong we were. But I do want to cover the winners. So we're gonna switch to this slide. Um, you should all be able to hear us. We're just hidden behind the screen. But uh, go ahead and read off the limited top five. We had Scott Brown first place, Joey Sauerland in second, John Browning third, Shane Coley, and followed by Johnny Giordano. So. I'm going to talk about this. I didn't feel, you know, last year national Scott did not shoot on the super squad came out of nowhere. I'm very impressed that the young man destroyed the, you know, I wouldn't say he destroyed, he, he performed very well on the super squad for his first match on the super squad and, and won. You know, you know, a lot of people get eaten up by the pressure. Gianni has said it time and time again, the soup being on a super squad can be shattering of your, your match. I mean, he won pretty handily. He, he what was it, a little less than 4%? So it was a little bit, it was just a hair less than 4%. Um, he won. Here, let's, I will do He this. shot 92 92.8% of the shot of points possible. He also shot it about 10, almost 10 seconds faster, just over 10 seconds faster than Joey. Right. Well, in this, I've said, I've said this about um, Joey. Um, when he shot against um, Gianni at area one, I want to say it was area one that was it area one or area three, area three. I'm sorry. Gianni, Johnny has that capability of turning on the gas. Joey has a speed, but Gianni has like a speed of an open shooter. Yeah. I think one other thing that I would say, and I'm kind of uh, doing some what if analysis here, but. I want to know what Joey would have been if he didn't zero that stage. He would have had 30 that more. stage was only worth 1.4% of the match. No, but it, it, he wouldn't have won the match if he'd done better on it, but he wouldn't have gotten, you know what I mean? It, it, this wouldn't have been so far, right? But yeah, Scott, I, I guess. Mm -hmm. But Scott did his job. He shot, you know. He gained, he got a, he only had four no penalty mics, so that was very impressive on that well, part. I think that's where, um, I think that's actually where the the loss came from. The loss came from, you know, because if if Joey had hypothetically, if Joey had f six more alphas, that would have been thirty points, mm -hmm. and he would have now been. Well, he would have been nine, he would have been roughly nineteen sixty, which yep. that would have put him within thirty points. So I think you know if you're going into the last day saying, "Man, I don't have a chance," you're not going to give it your all. You're just gonna you're just gonna shoot well enough to beat John Brown. Right. So he had say he had six more alphas on that stage and one less mic. He would have uh, he could right. have had, so the mic. had six more alphas and one less mic. He would have been within twenty points. 13, well, 15 points of Scott Brown. Mm -hmm. That would have really been putting some pressure on there. Right. So that would have been putting more pressure on Scott because Scott walked into the last day saying, it's mine to lose. Correct. Joey and Joey was pretty much saying, it's mine to get second place in. Yep. So. But, but you know, looking at that, um, you know, Travis Tomasi coming in third. Well, I'm sorry, in seventh um, for Team MPA. Um, well, they, totally, hmm? they totally, I mean, Team MPA, if you want to look at it that way, 
Team MPA totally killed Limited. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And two out of the top ten is pretty unheard of. Right. Um, I did have some special mentions I needed to make. Last week's show, when I was with my buddy Brian Levy, we talked about Mr. Jonathan Miller from Texas. He came in ninth, first master. Um, so that was impressive. Um, you know, that was very cool. Um, Justin Larkin out of Alaska. I don't know if you've known him or not, but he's a, he's a limited shooter. Yeah, uh, Sean Hines. Well, uh, Thursby, um, in 12, he, he actually worked at the match's staff and shot at his staff. So it's pretty impressive that a staff member is pulling top, you know, top 15. Right. Uh, my buddy, Joey Zadek coming in 17th. Um, Manny Bragg in 23rd. Um, uh, our friend, oh, the ladies winner. I can't forget the ladies winner, Jalice Williams. Um, I forget to add them to that slide, but, uh, I can't. Yeah. Pretty notable too. Jalice, um, Jalice was the only Williams sister that won a national championship this match. So, you know, I very impressive, obviously for any, for anyone to shoot, uh, you know, for Jalice, but, um, shot minor again and won. Shot minor again and won, and it's um, you know obviously we'll, we'll get on to the to the next division. Yep, uh, can, um, our friend Range Master Candice Giuliano coming in second lady, mm-hmm. shooting staff, so that was impressive. And then Michaela Hill as third. Yes, 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 she did. Um, we've got a comment here. Rick Power says Team MPA. I placed my order for MPA on Friday of Nationals. Um, I, I will shoot your gun now, Rick. Um, just let me borrow it for a while. <laughs> Um, speaking of that, we are going to move on to the limited optics division. Um, we skipped one. No, there, there's no. an order. Limited 10. Oh, no, there's three people. They don't count. There is three people limited 10. That division is dead. Uh, I'm sorry. That is the news. Um, I do need to say, um, uh, Mr. Nick Walden came in fifth. Um, follow, um, before him in fourth was my buddy, Tom Castro. Shooting an MCA gun. Yes, he was shooting a, a DS9 hybrid. Um, the man from Kentucky, uh, Trace Decker, uh, in third. Uh, Mr. Casey, I shoot all the Charlies, Eusebio, um, coming in second. And your national limited optics provisional champion, Max PCSL Leograndis. Um, he did shoot all the Charlies, too. I mean, that's... That's, yes. Like, he shot 50 more Charlies, 52 more Charlies than Max did. Yes. Um, yes. He gave the point. He gave like the time. Casey had almost over ten seconds of time on him. Um, shot, you know, two percent less of possible points, but he, Max cleaned up with accuracy. There, yeah. And it just shows that these were truly accuracy-based stages. So yes, yes, they were. Um, I, after talking to, what's up, Chris? Um, Chris from the seven four zero, our Ohio friend. I'm surprised Chris didn't come down and take video. Yeah, well, or so, hang out with his buddies because um, I know that what Greg, no, God, what Gene, Gene from the real, Gene was shooting, um, and then uh, Chris Baker was also working the match. Yep, Chris is a good dude. I like seeing, I like hanging out with Chris. Um, but yeah, so it was, yeah, but um, you know, first li- um, national champion for a voodoo priest, um, with Max Grandis. Um, Trace Decker shot a carry optics gun. I don't think he put a magwell on his gun. Nick Walden, I'm assuming, did the same thing. Uh, but you know, Tom Castro shot an MPA. Andrew Hyder came in seventh for an honorable mention from Team yeah, MPA yeah. after injuring himself before the match. Yes, he he sliced his thumb open with a with a knife at the camper. 
his brand new camper. Um, <laughs> uh, Greg Clement, Team MPA as well, coming in 11th. Um, and my buddy, Eric Rangepander Steina. Steina. Yeah, it sounds like a rapper now. Steiner. Uh, Range Panda coming in 13th, just shy of a Super Squad placement. Um, so this is so from Mark Hillegas to Max Legrandis. They will be your, hopefully, most of them will be your limited optics Super Squad next year. Yep. Um, it was very hard to track scores because of people in different zones, different times, sure. different. It was hard. So another notable mention Isaac Lockwood coming in 17th. Um, he also he also won the um, the build drill challenge again, and I believe he got like five thousand dollars from Colt for winning the build drill challenge. From what I heard. Oh, uh, Rick Powers wants us to say shout out to Gene Ashwood YouTube channel. Um, reloading from the hot pot. I've shot with him at the September match. Um, he's always good to see. Um, it's always nice to see those guys who do the YouTube thing come out and shoot USPSA because uh, sure. it's, it's always fun. Um, let's see. Um, so so Isaac shot the the build drill side match. Where did they have that anyway? They had that in the uh, in range three, which is the turning target range. They the, did this... taking down part of the turning target range over lunch on Sunday and putting it back up. Oh, okay. Well, what the nice thing is all they did do was pull the sticks, right? Not even the sticks. They were they were like turning target hangers. It was weird. Gotcha. But um, <clears throat> so yeah, so he won. Um, who did he have to be? Who did he have to shoot off against? I don't know. Because I know Billy Barton wasn't there, and he was the the carry optics ringer. Yeah. So, but Isaac won five grand, so that's good to him. Um, I heard Todd Jarrett got hurt on one of the. Yeah, he fell and sliced his hand open. That's unfortunate. Um, Jesse Harrison, the ladies' national champion, uh, coming in 27th overall in limited optics at 79.89%, beating, you know, Schmitty and a whole bunch of other dudes. Our buddy Drew Maruski was there coming in 37th. Yeah, Gary Spikowski, um, local uh, Ohio shooter, coming in 33rd. Yep. Rob Epifania coming in 40th, uh, right behind Justine Williams and Rick Bishop of uh, – you know, ladies, uh, number two. So this was a close race between jet. Well, I, I can't say close, but 79 to 73, a 6% difference. Um, I'll be interesting to what just hear what Justine or Jesse say about this match. Um, I know Jesse didn't like coming back. Neither of these ladies came back to area five this year for, um, after 2022. So I'm kind of interesting to hear their opinions of this match. Cause this match seemed to, uh, when talking to my buddy Ken, is that people compared this to 2022 Area Five? So, yeah. I, well, Ken Ken was comparing it to 2022 Area Five. I don't know, but I don't think anybody else was. Um, when he talked, he did talk to Casey, and Casey mentioned it. So, of course, Casey so. would mention it when Ken is asking him, "Oh, what'd you think of it in comparison to 2022 Area 5? I mean, I'm just but would he? I, I know. Uh, I see the live chats blowing up over here um daniel and chris are chit chatting so i appreciate you guys being over there um we're gonna move to the next division open and... no we'll cover that at the end production oh. take all the fun out of everything N yeah i know so number five we had casey reed fourth we had mason lane third we had brian giovanni second jj ricaza he finally was able to finish a match and first, we had the 
Nils Jonathan. The athletic giraffe. Um, Nils handedly um, defeated the field. Um, Just over 4%. Yep. He, uh, I, I remember someone talk, JJ's making a comment to somebody and says, you know, I'm here just having fun now because he knew he couldn't bring it in. But uh, nothing against them. Nils shot really well. Only had, you know, only three mics for the match. That's saying something. Uh, I did do the math, so don't feel he could he could not have won limited um, this year if I put him as limited minor. He couldn't have done it. But he also was shooting 10 rounds, so there's probably some time difference here that For would sure. be different. So you can't – not apples to apples. So here's the um, question. Could he have won limited 10? Oh, that's easy because nobody who shot limited 10 was actually good. <laughs> um, so a couple notable mentions. Seventh, Phil Strader. Yes, because Brian thinks Phil is, like, trash. Phil is actually good at yeah. production. <laughs> Austin Hall in ninth. Um, Russell Maskey. I think he's an Ohio guy. Yeah, the name sounds familiar. Uh, Michael Shotilov, Matt Nash, Luke Frost. Um, who else? Um, Fudge, there was some. Uh, Tyler Turner coming in sixth. I mean, we, we kind of skipped past him to go straight to Phil, but, you know. A guy who really hasn't been active. Um, he was not on the super squad, and he beat people on the super squads. So that was and always. Of course, uh, top lady Ashley Robertson, formerly, formerly um, Rourke. Mm -hmm. So, congratulations to her as well. She uh, definitely put a uh, SmackDown. Could have put a good win on the board. Um, with second place being Devin and third place being Kaylee Lane. So Devin, yeah, Devin, So this was her first national shooting as a shooter. It uh, was. As, yeah. I talked just, about that. She said she really enjoyed just getting out there and being able to shoot. Yeah. Now, um, I've got my opinions of, of working nationals. Um, I just don't necessarily know if you're if you really want to be serious about your shooting. I don't necessarily know if shooting nationals and staff is oh, for sure like that's the answer. One hundred percent. Especially when you're shooting 22 stages in two days. I mean, so here's the question. Mm -hmm. 22 stages in two days, that's like shooting two majors back-to-back. -back. It's 11 stages a day. Yeah. It's like shooting two um, two state matches back-to-back -back or two sectionals back-to-back. On the other hand, shooting it normally is like shooting three club matches back-to-back-to-back. So if you're used to it, if you're used to shooting a lot, I'm not sure it's that big of a difference. Other than you're also ROing yourself. That's the biggest thing is you've got to think about is you're running shooters. You're not just focusing on your stage plan. You got to pace target. You know, you always got to pace targets, but you, you have to run shooters and the like. So that's where I think it really makes a difference. Because yes, I do see your point on it's just two level twos um, in two days, um, which pe most people are crazy if they like doing that, but. I mean, it happens. People, I know plenty of people that will go from one level two, drive all night, and go to the, and shoot the next level two the next day, mm -hmm. or they'll shoot Friday and Sunday, two different level twos in two different states. Right. Well, at least that's a little better because then you at least still get time to walk the stages prior. Um, let's see. We will move on to Revolver, um, leading in first um, the undisputed, un irredeniable. I lost that word, but anyway, it's Michael Pogi. Um, everyone voted for Pogi. Um, in this match and Pogi took it and beat the rest of them with his cylinder. It seemed like he told him, this is my match. You cannot have any of my cake. By over 5%. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, he, did, he uh, coming in second. Um, that five percent loss to James McGinty, um, Rich Wolf. Um, you know, about another four, five, six percent down from there. Alex Bakken in fourth, who had a close race against Mr. Wolf, and Jay Elo Slater coming in fifth. I predicted that Jay would come in fifth, though, so I'm happy with that. Yeah. So I, I, I you know, a couple other notable mentions. You had first lady senior, uh, sorry, super senior, um, as Janice Nolte. Mm-hmm. But a couple other honorable mentions. We had Mike Shaw in 12th. He's a local to Cardinal. Mm-hmm. Um, Does he always shoot revolver? He almost always shoots revolver. Kevin Immel as 26th. He was one of the range masters. So uh, John Cattrall, one, um, he's the four, four, four guy with Russell. If you're on social media, you know what I'm talking about. I guess I don't. I I probably know what you mean, but I, I guess it's going over my head. Uh, well, I can't. We can't forget to talk about Garen Singleton, second match in Revolver, coming in seventh. First match in Revolver. No, he shot a local. Oh. So first major match at Nationals with a Revolver. So maybe I could. Maybe I should have done that. That would have been fun. Do you really want to make yourself cry? Do you think maybe? I mean, I would have. Do, did that. you know how to open a cylinder with your right, your your left hand? Yeah, I'm left-handed. Never mind. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I got to bust your chops at something. Um, we will move on to the wonderful single stacker classic. Single stack. Go ahead. Rob Latham in fifth, the old timer, but he's obviously still a great shooter. The goat. Often of the Hit Factor podcast in fourth. John Mark Seven Vlieger in third, Caesar in second. He also is known as Robert, Caesar Robert, and then Elias Fergunas in first. Yeah. So this match, surprisingly enough, it came down. I was watching the Casual Shooter podcast live stream of the day three. You know, right as kind of like after lunch, about two o'clock, three o'clock, he did a live stream, kind of wrapping up the match, uh, kind of seeing where everyone was going to fall. Um, there was a possibility where Tim could have taken fifth or sixth, but on his last stage, the two Mike that he had, uh, dropped him all the way to ninth, losing to Jeremy Reed. Who's Tim? Tim, Tim, the short man, uh, Heron. Oh, oh, the guy that was supposed to be on tonight. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to hold him against him. (laughs) No, No, but, uh, yep. So Tim coming in ninth, um, um, Garrett, I want to say it's Garrett Heinrich, but uh, we call him Beaker um, out of the North Carolina, South Carolina area, coming in 10th for a good finish. Um, Randy Rogers, first lady, congratulations. Our buddy Leif Kunkel coming in 17th. Um, Trent Elrich. John Fancy Pants McLean coming in 18th. Oh, that, why, who's, no, well, yes, that's the, that person, but Jonathan McLean, such a boring name. Why isn't his name like fancy? Really? I'd put it on practice score. Fancy pants? McLean. Just like uh, um, Adam Maxwell coming in 26th from Vortex. So good shooters all around. I was surprised to see. Okay, so I know how Danny DQ'd. Any idea how Ray DQ'd? I I think 180 is what I heard. Well, with a lifetime membership number of L485, (laughs) he's been around the block. (laughs) Okay, yes, though. he has. And Daniel Korn, I feel bad for the guy. He, uh, he, 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 it was a rough one. That, yes, he told me about that. And I'm not going to share that one online because that's not my story to tell. 
but I agree that definitely sucks. But due diligence must be due diligence, right? For sure, for sure. So last but not least, let's go to open division. Yes, let's go. I will pull up the screen share to open division. Um, I will. So there's five of them. So number five, John Serafin, open super senior, shooting at least he shot major, so at least was shooting limited. Um, yes. Or, or single stack. We don't know. Um, Stephen um, Stephen Gilbert in fourth. Um, By the way, John Serafin is the guy that does all the setup. Like, he is the workhorse behind the setup machine. So thank you so much to John because he makes all of our lives a lot easier because he knows exactly what to do and exactly how to do it. And, mm-hmm. and it's just, we, we do appreciate John. Uh, third place, Corey Wolford. Um, second place, Carlos Carlos Beccolo, Beccolo, sorry for botching it, and none other than Team MPA's resident master builder, David Lyle. Right. So if, if any of you haven't noticed, Brian Conley from Hunter's HD Gold behind the lens did a live stream and asked him why or what happened. He grabbed a 140 with some grip tape on it because he's an open shooter and 140s don't matter in open. But when you're shooting limited optics nationals, it is very important. Yes. But he handed he handedly defeated the open field. I I honestly um do you have competitor up on your phone, Corey? I do. I'm wondering what he would have finished on if he if he was actually in limited optics. That's a great question. Let me pull that up here. Well, while I'm pulling that up, you want to um. While I'm pulling that up, you would you like to pull up the uh, the results from what we thought? Oh yes, our prediction results. Yes, I I will absolutely pull that up. So I gotta stop sharing. Now I gotta reshare this. Um, ba boom! Live stream notes. We are here. Cool. So um, limited um, our limited predictions. Uh, we had myself, Corey Katz, Brian Conley. I'll had Joey Sauerland in first, and that did not happen. Brian Levy picked Gianni Giordano. That didn't happen either. Um, the only one who got the winner, uh, well, at least second place right, was Brian Levy with Joey Sauerland in second. And the rest of us kind of botched the rest of the predictions. Um, Scott Brown made me eat my words because I said he'd be fifth. Um, Shane Coley, I believe, was in fourth. And, you know, Travis was in seventh, so it was kind of a – no one was really good at limited – uh, limited optics. Um, Corey, you were one of the people who were the most right. Oh, by the way, did you notice? Um, so I know these numbers are outdated from the match, but mm-hmm. we had a total of 138 shooters of limited optics that actually uh, shot 133 in limited. So it was actually a iron sight or an optics match that a couple iron sight shooters shot in. Yeah, exactly. But in limited optics, we had... Uh, a few of you, or one of us, had Hyder as the winner. Um, Brian and I correctly said that Max Leo Grandis was the winner. Notice Brian and I also correctly said that KC was going to be in second place. Um, and then the rest of the field, we uh, didn't get anywhere close. So Brian was right, um, kind of. Uh, Brian Conley was right, kind of. Brian Levy was right first and second i was right first and second basically everybody else was wrong yes everyone else was wrong um yeah and if you do notice tom castro is not on brian conway's list 
That what is true. But Tom Castro came in fourth. So um, we will move down to, I guess I had single stack in the next order. Uh, the only one who was correct of any position was Brian Levy with John Vlieger in second. Um, not that any of us doubted Tim Heron, but um, Corey, you didn't even pick other than Rob Latham to win. No, <laughs> was you were extremely wrong. Nothing wrong with Robbie. This match, honestly, with how most nationals are, of the stop, shoot, stop, shoot, um, the efficiencies of Rob Latham kind of hurt here because you got to run and shoot to a position, and his old age definitely does not give him in – it's almost a detriment to his match. But uh, but it's okay. We can feel we can feel good about production, right? Right, Corey? Yeah, I think we can definitely feel good about production. I think we all knew that Nils had it in him to win this one obviously jj came in second um the rest of us were a little off on uh on the rest of the the field um especially brian conley saying that phil strader was not gonna be fifth right <laughs> he did not come in fifth but he did better than brian conley I actually probably thought he would oh for sure for phil sure. strader is always in my pocket <laughs> for production um revolver we did fairly okay on um, I'm going to leave that up there a little bit. Uh, you know, Michael Pogge with most of us for first, um, Rich Wolf in third, Jay Slater in, in fifth. So I was the most correct in revolver. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, speaking of news in revolver, Jerry Mitchell set new records this weekend yeah. at Smith and Wesson's, um, God, what are they called? Grand reopening, grand opening in, yeah, Tennessee. in Tennessee. So that was impressive. Um, that was impressive. Jerry's an excellent shooter and. Excuse me. <clears throat> Keep talking as I drink, drink some water. Um, so Jerry is an excellent shooter. Obviously, his whole family's in shooting. I'm looking up to see if I can get the video. Yeah, that's some. You look that up. I do have. While you're looking that up, some upcoming news or things I stumbled upon this week or this last couple of days. Um, 2024 is around the corner, guys. So that means the elections for area directors for the 2024 season will be starting soon. And you might've already seen people either having their petitions filled out or getting people to sign their petitions to run for, um, area directors. Um, this year, well, in 2024 area two and area five are up for, re, um, up for election. Um, Corey and I both know our friend, good friend, Rick Steele of area five is not rerun. It's not going to rerun. No, he's done his due diligence. He's done his work. He, he's been uh, on the board for, I believe, eight years, so he's, eight or, ready, to, he's ready to go uh, right off into the sunset. And I just hope he still works matches like he does because it's always a good time seeing our friend Rick. Um, sure. But um, I did get confirmation from – there's four. There's supposedly four people running for Area 5. Yeah, and Leif has already put out his uh, his petition to run. So yep. I, mean, but, I know a few people that, put, that signed it. I know he just posted on social media that he is uh, – he is asking for people to sign his petition. So, oh, there, there is a petition right there. I've got two signatures on here right now. Um, if we don't go to Ohio, I will. Well, either way, if I go to Ohio, I will have that with me. And I will have that scanned over to Leif. So, so um, I think the more signatures you get, the better. Um, I only know you need 50 to put in your petition, but I think the more, the better. Um, but uh, Chris Saint, Christopher St. Clair out of Wisconsin already has his petition back to the org. Um I did get confirmation from himself. Adam Maxwell is running. I don't know the status of his petition. 
And I also heard a friend of ours, Mr. Bud Conley, is going to run. I. It's possible. He's thinking about it. Well, not confirmed. Not confirmed, but I heard. I didn't. Um, and then I did get confirmation that John Batista has his petition for Area 2. Gotcha. So the area elections are among us. Um, I do not know the intentions or what Layton Layton is going to do, um, if he's going to rerun or not. So we will see on that. But while we're at it, let's uh, take a look at Jerry McClick. Did you figure out how to screen share this time without adding another screen? Fitter ready? Stand by. Twist the mention like I'm fully in effect. I break a record when I get the revolver. <laughs> I'm going to go back to that uh, 1.88 seconds is what I heard. Yes, that is correct. If you watch the unedited video, but with this video, um, the audio, the song is uh, called Twista Michalik by my buddy Twista hmm. um, out of uh, Illinois. Um, he was actually supposed to shoot handgun nationals until his ride got sick. So. Yeah, and Tony got sick. Tony got sick, and I don't blame him for not going. But yes, that song is Twista Michalik. Um, Eight Shots in a Set. It's a really good song. It's catchy. It's on the Shooter Ready album by Twista. Uh, go check it out. He's actually planning on releasing a new Shooter themed album uh, coming soon. I actually heard. I have not heard any of the music, but I heard uh, it's coming soon. Gotcha. <laughs> that I, and that's all those songs just get me pumping. Um, they're kind of in my dry fire playlist, to be honest with you. Um, so Corey, uh, we're getting near our hour mark, so we need yeah. to kind of get moving towards that. Um, there's a little bit of news. Um, Nationals dates have been released for where they're going to be and when they're at. Um, I did not have that pulled up. Do you have that up by the chance, or do you know those I'm off the top? Hoping I did. I, I do not have it pulled up. Um, I have it on my phone. So we've got five Nationals this year, um, including World Speed. And the Multigun Nationals. Yep, including Multigun Nationals. So... So in May, end of May, beginning of June, in the World Speed Shooting Championship, presented by Vortex Optics and title sponsor Ruger, um, is the World Speed Shooting Championship in, yeah. back in CMP. Great location, great time of the year. Um, because it doesn't affect with any other match, really. <laughs> no, that's the end of May, correct? Yes, 29th through the 2nd of June. Yeah, so the first week of May is obviously Ohio State Buckeye Blast. Mm -hmm. So it okay. doesn't affect that or anything like that. Cool. Right. Um, Carry Optics, Sig Sauer, Carry Optics Nationals, presented by Vortex Optics. I don't understand the presented, like if it's the title sponsor and then there's someone presenting it, I don't understand what they mean by that. Um, it just is to get two sponsors happy, I guess. Um, at the Cardinal Shooting Center in Marengo, Ohio, June 28th through the 30th. Staff shoot the 26th and the 27th. Yep. Um, is that is that a USPSA ran match? That is a USPSA ran match. Okay. Um, then we have the federal multi-gun nationals presented by Vortex Optics, Forest Lake Sportsman's Club. I know this one is contracted. Yeah. Um, July 19th through the 31st, staff shoot 17th and 18th. And keep um, in mind, dates that close, like the very, very few people overlap between carry optics and, uh, and multi-gun. Yeah. So end of July, June and beginning of July, you might have some ROs but very unlikely. My guess is the only people that are, they're going to have some people that are traveling straight from one to the other, like Troy. And Troy Jake. is going to go from one. Yeah. Troy, Jake, whoever's you know, ma match management, stuff like that. They'll go from one to the other. Other than that, I don't think you're going to have too much crossover. 
Right. Um, Sig Sauer Handgun Nationals presented by Vortex Optics. Limited production, single stack, revolver, and limited optics, and L10. Um, at the CMP Marksmanship Park in Talladega, Alabama, June, um, sorry, September 13th through the 15th, staff 11 and 12. Yep. And the final Nationals of the Year. Our favorite divisions. Open PCC. Open PCC. Vortex Optics. Open PCC presented by Federal. CMP Marksmanship Park, Marksmanship Park Talladega, Alabama. Roll Tide. Um, October 18th through the 20th, staff 16th and 17th are nationals, dates, and locations. Um, uh, I'm putting it out here now, guys. I've got 372 days till nationals, and I'm going. Yep. Um, I don't know um, if Corey's decided if he's going to be able to do it or not, but... Um, 372 days until nationals. And right. 360 of them, I'm going to figure out how to go. Right. Just kidding. Well, we'll figure out the dates. We'll figure out the, the logistics of us actually both going together, I hope. Um, for sure but uh yeah so i'm going to nationals so uh we're gonna start a actually i'm gonna release it down here i am starting a new series on the youtube channel i'm actually gonna make some videos and this is gonna be manny's road to nationals so it's gonna be vlog-esque over longer time periods so coming up in the beginning of the year of you know into the year when we hit 365 days we're gonna start with the beginning of the journey um going to talk about it we're going to vlog about it um kind of like maybe a month apart from the first couple videos but and it's going to get closer and closer into like a true vlog style video um so be excited right, for if that. We go to nationals they will go to nationals with manny mm -hmm. um on his vlog yes so yeah but i am working on that content. that um manny's going to stop by my house stay at my place and we're going to drive down to nationals together you know this is on the internet, so I'm taking this as gospel, and you cannot oh, yeah. back out of me now. <laughs> this is a joke. So we're going to stay down there with, um, in a Airbnb with a couple other people. We're going to hang out all week, and then we're going to drive back on Monday. He's going to stay again at my house on Tuesday, Monday night, and then he's going to drive home on Tuesday. Yep, that's the that is what Alex wants to do. That is what we are going to do. That is as you, long as you don't back out on me. And I'm not planning on backing out, but all right. I've got a lot on my plate next year. This is true, but it'll be worth it. So, um, as we said, there's only one major match ran by USPSA at Cardinal, um, Karyopics Nationals, but there are two other big major matches. Yes, um, sir. We will probably talk more about those in coming episodes, I'm assuming, when we get closer to opening. Yeah. But, but we have the Buckeye yeah. Blast and Area 5. Area 5. Good matches. I'll be at both of them. Yes, sir. Um. I guess that's all I've got for today. So we need to close the show out. Corey, um, is there anyone in the chat still? There's there's seven people in the chat on YouTube. I can't see the number necessarily on Rumble. Three people on Rumble. Awesome. But um, I'm guessing one of them's me and one of them's you. So there's one person on Rumble. You no, know, it's probably you and Brian. But Brian, well, no, if Brian's driving home, he's not watching. Um, but so, we'll kick it off with my uh, people who are supporting me. Uh, we've got Shield Manufacturing. I've, I've added these lovely new banners to my backdrop. And, and Brian can't give you crap about being in the prison basement anymore. Not to give me crap about being in the prison basement anymore. We've got Hunter's HD Gold and Victor's Legacy. I don't know if anybody saw it, and I, unfortunately, I don't have it handy. But if you uh, check out my personal social media, you've got a beautiful new rifle um, that I've got coming. That I'm actually picking up tomorrow, and I'll probably shoot this weekend at Cardinal. So, and then what? Uh, you're going to shoot the match. I'm going to shoot the match. Bullshit. I'm going to shoot some stages because I've oh. got a demo. So um, shout out to Excalibur Ammunition. 
they gave me some dummy, uh, so not some dummy, but some tester rounds to shoot. And I'm really, really liking them so far. So I'm going to shoot them in a match this weekend, and uh, it's a, it, it'll be a good time. Alex, what about your sponsors? Um, we call them partners here. Um, but uh, at least they're my partners. Um, I'm really excited, though. I'll make mention. Um, that awesome your your new build from that was painted by Victor's Legacy it looks fantastic. Um, uh, my partners, we've got Go Fast Don't Suck, Hunters HD Gold, Dominate Defense, uh, DivTech. Uh, I did not see Mr. Nathan Dively in the chat this weekend, um, this night. I'm sorry about that. Uh, Tony and Jackie of Laugh and Load, who did not go to nationals because they were sick. Um, John Royer of Outdoor Dynamics. He is um, hosting Corey Cat uh, Corey Shield for the Falling Steel World Series here. Next weekend, and I need to send out some certs tomorrow because I haven't done that yet. Um, <laughs> uh, Summit City Bullets, because that's what I do. I send out certs for Summit City Bullets. Uh, don't talk to me about sponsorship, though, because run that through Tony. Uh, I just print the certs and send them where they need to go. Uh, Range Panda, I Range Panda um, or RPG2. Great people. Um, Eric Steiner, Gianni Giordano. They're at Nationals. They're kicking butt. Chili Custom Gunworks is awesome uh, with their uh, all their firearms parts for 2011 so if you want to build get a gun built out use chili custom gun horse parts my buddy tom caster shooting academy coming in fourth a uh, great coach of mine um i mean on the insider circle i'm a master member there now so uh he's really going to tell me that i suck and because he's a friend and i pay him money so that's usually how it goes and um i can't forget my buddy bobby um ivester um two alpha apparel i'm wearing their hoodie and their hat this is the new hat they sent me the other day um i wear this hoodie because it's my favorite so <laughs> i've got one more shout out um that i forgot to add uh, bobby q takes care of us oh that's right we didn't even talk about bobby q and his breakfast burritos but uh he bobby is q. a supporter of team fml yeah he's also a supporter of cory katz incorporated but so not, but not cory katz incorporated waistline oh yeah wants the light waistline bigger i mean Bobby Q's breakfast burritos. I had those, I don't know, uh, five days last week. Um, and then obviously lunch every day plus dinner twice. So Bobby Q knows how to take care of, uh, take care of the match staff. That's for sure. That is for sure. Um, so I guess a couple last notes, follow us on social media, two alpha news on Facebook and Instagram. Um, giveaways will be coming guys. So don't be afraid to, uh, watch us. Um, for everyone who's still in the chat, we appreciate you. Um, Thank you for joining us. Um, I can't think of anything else. Oh, we can't forget, you know, I'll plug Brian Conley right at the very end and we'll punch this off. Um, make sure to check them out. They're, they're three awesome product lines, Hunter's HD Gold, Hunter's HD Ruby, and Active Blue. Uh, so go check them out. Um, yeah, if you've not tried Active Blue and see either of us at a match, feel free to come and grab us. We would love to uh, show off our new glasses. And at the end of the day, uh, any any of his lenses that you want to see, we, we've got a pair that, we, that you can... At bare minimum, try on. Um, if not, shoot with the whole match. Uh, mine, not so much because I wear a prescription. But someone is in the comments. Somebody just talked. Oh, Brian uh, Baller Dawson. Um, great show, guys. Thank you, Brian. I will see you when I see you, brother. Um, hopefully, it's sooner than later. That's for sure. Um, but Corey. Perfect. Um, do this thing. Alex, get out and do the things. Yes, get out and do the things. I'll see you on the next one, everybody.